This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, the president of World Ministries International. I do want to welcome you to the warning program wherever you're watching or listening Welcome. Ray Gebauer, we're continuing with the Path of Life Prayer Formula Part 4 is today's topic. He's a holistic, unlicensed doctor, as well as an investor strategist, and he's authored 12 books. Uh, Ray, welcome back to the Warning Program. Thank you. I'm happy to be here, as always, and share some gold nuggets and hopefully make a difference. Good. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't seen this series, go to my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. You can watch or listen to it, as well as so many others. We have programs Monday through Sunday, tremendous programs, programs like you'll see nowhere else, because we don't pull any punches. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, we don't censor. We speak the truth. Now, my YouTube channel, uh, that has to be careful because I have already lost a YouTube channel. I've had strikes on the next YouTube channel. And so they do censor, as you know. Uh, it, it's not free any longer in uh, the United States, and we need to keep America free. But uh, you can go to my Rumble channels, go to my Roku channels. Uh, you can go to YouTube, since usually Ray is on that with me, since uh, these programs are quite uh, safe for those that uh, are, are concerned about truth. So, uh, Ray, again, the Prayer of Life Prayer Formula Part 4. Do you want to summarize and how we got here? Yes. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you see this phrase primarily in the Old Testament, the path of life. Yes. And I really like it. It's, it's visual. You know, it's you know, on the path of God. And, and um, slightly different language in uh, um, Jeremiah 6.16, one of my favorite verses, where he says, you know, stand at the crossroads and ask for the ancient path, yeah. the way that is good for you, and then walk in it, and you'll find rest for your soul. So it's that ancient path, the path of life, or generally speaking, say, doing life God's way. Paul talks about walking in the Spirit. You know, it's the same thing. <clears throat> so we want to be not just knowing God, but walking with God in obedience, in, you know, in humility, honoring God, in obedience, repentance, loving God of all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. So that's 
the main thing. Like uh, Stephen Covey said, the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. <laughs> I used to have that on the back of my clipboard when I was in law enforcement. Because uh, if I don't keep the main thing the main thing and focus, I'm dead. Yeah. And uh, we are in, in, in spiritual matters too, ancient paths. Truth is truth is truth is truth. It doesn't evolve. God right. is the author of truth. Yeah. And it is with our health. Right? Yeah. You know, 10 times 10 is 10, no matter what century you live in. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> principles are principles. They're universal truth, you know. So, <laughs> I know. Boy, girl, uh, it's supposed to be the same no matter what century. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I've come to the conclusion that everybody already wants really the same thing. Ultimately, we all want to be happy. We want to feel fully alive. We want to fully experience life. Good. And I say the pathway to optimize life is to know and love God and live life God's way. And to live any other way is pretty arrogant. It's like saying, well, you know, we know better than God. But, you know, God's way is always the best. It is the best way. And so if we want to maximize, optimize our happiness in life, we got to do life God's way. And that includes being on the path of life. Um, so uh, a couple of years ago, you know, I realized that there were several really important short prayers in the Bible. <clears throat> and uh, not that you want to have always short prayers, but it's a good place to start, like a launching pad. You know, like when Peter was you know, starting to sink in the water, he was walking on water, he, he sh- shared a or he said a short prayer, Lord, save me. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a good short, that's all he needed to say. <clears throat> so I compiled these four or five short prayers and I wanted to make sure I, I covered all my bases. So I created an acronym for myself, which ended up being TRAIL, you know, T-R-A-I-L. So being on the trail of life. And so each letter stood for one of those short prayers. So the T stood for thank you. So just saying, God, thank you. And you're counting our blessings. And we, we that's a good place to start, just being grateful and thanking God for who he is. That's, that's praising God and thanking him for what he's done, what he's doing now, what he's going to be doing. Uh, the R in the trail prayer formula is repentance. Repentance means, means simply changing your mind. It's like reprogramming. you got to deprogram and reprogram. And we need to be changing our mind about things that are not consistent with God's will. That's right. Not glorify God. That's right. And so whether it's a a sin or just a a bad habit, maybe you're eating too much junk food, you're not exercising enough, we need to change our thinking. And if it's a sin, we've got to repent and and say, God, I'm sorry, give me grace to change this. You don't want to be stuck in a a bad habit. And then you have this... The sins, not only of what we do, but this, but more commonly, I think most of our sin, most of my sin, is not what I did wrong; it's what I didn't do that I should have done. Good, good. <clears throat> and when I spoke on that, particularly talking about the sins of omission, yeah, it dawned on me that yeah, I'm really guilty of a couple of these sins of omission myself. And I said, you know, to create some accountability for myself, I'll just go public and say, hey, I confess, I'm, I, I'm repenting right now that I don't pray enough. Okay. And ever since I did that, I went public with it. I've been doing much better, you know, because I, I decided I'm going to not just repent, I'm going to report how I'm doing. And so by God's grace and my 
you know, self-control, discipline. I've been praying a lot more, not as much as I need to, but I've made a lot of progress. You know, just to capitalize on what you just said, you know, the Bible is so clear on what you're just saying too. He who covers his sin will not prosper. So when you vocally spoke it, you're prospering. Yeah, and James says that clearly, to confess your faults one to another. So one of the big missing pieces for most believers is there's no accountability. That's right. And so you have to go out of your way to create accountability and also where you're reporting on how you're doing. And that empowers us. And, you know, yes, we're accountable to God, but that's not quite as <laughs> obvious as if you're accountable to another person. There you go. And so um, <clears throat> that's so repentance is really that's so foundational to everything else. If you want to connect with God and know God, uh, you got to get the sin out of the way. You've got to repent, no matter how much good you do. Like uh, Matthew seven, you know, one of those that classic passage where Jesus said, "Not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord, gets into the kingdom, but only those who do the will of my Father." There you go. And he said, and he said, and the, even the people that were casting out demons and doing miracles and prophesying. Jesus says, you know, apart from me, you know, I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. <clears throat> because even though they were doing good things in the name of Jesus, they were still had not repented of their sins, so they didn't qualify to get in the kingdom. So I'm really concerned that in general, uh, the pastors do not they talk about repentance. They tend to avoid that because they don't want to offend anybody, you know. <laughs> you, you've been coming now for a while to my staff service. <clears throat> Uh, do I talk on repentance, Ray? I think you've mentioned that once or twice. <laughs> like like every few minutes. <laughs> but a big part of the Bible is warning. Yes. It really is. And we're doing people a huge favor. If, you, if you're in a position to warn somebody of a danger and you don't, well, shame on you. Uh, that, that's a sin. You should have warned somebody. You're, you sort of share in the guilt. You know, if you, if you don't warn people, Ezekiel talks about that. You know, Ray, years ago when God gave me the, the, the name warning, obviously I was thinking more spiritually, but I'll tell you what, it certainly applies to everything, including your health. Yeah, including your health, yeah. When you're too casual, you become a casualty. You've, you've heard me use it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's driving the car or your spiritual life or your physical life, your emotional life. So, so that, that's enough review on the repentance. Then last week we talked, uh, last time we talked about the A word, which is awesome. Saying, you know, God, you're awesome. So God, thank you. God, I repent for whatever you need to repent of. Uh, and, and I really encourage you to find accountability partner, you know, and uh, that would be really helpful. And particularly pay attention to the sins of omission, um, like, like not praying enough, uh, you know, and, and just pride, you know, thing. but also there's that element of recognizing who God is and being like wowed by it. like, wow, God, you are just amazing. And just feel that awe is, is so important. It's part of part of worship. It relates to the fear of God as well, which is the beginning of wisdom. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you just tuned in right now, I have Ray Gabauer. We're talking about the Path of Life Prayer Formula Part 4. If you have not seen or listened to the other parts, go to my website, www.worldministries.org, and make sure you catch up. Excellent Truths, the Path of Life. Today is Part 4. Ray, continue. Yeah, let's get into Part 4 here now. 
So that's the, the I word in the trail formula. And uh, I stands for intervention. This is where we play our role in God intervening. Now, of course, God can intervene anytime he wants. I mean, he's all powerful. Um, but it, it's clear in Scripture that God limits himself to what he does, and it seems to tie what he does to what we do, our part. God chose to allow himself to be influenced by us, to be moved by us. I think of that one passage, uh, I think it's in Ezekiel, where God says, yeah, I look for a man to stand in the gap, but I found no one. So therefore, he brought judgment, and he, he would have <coughs> delayed the judgment if someone or enough people has stood in the gap. And so, uh, and we see, like Amos, you know, he, God told Amos he was going to bring judgment. He said, yeah, let me show you how I'm going to destroy the people. I'm sending these locusts and wipe out everything. And Amos says, you know, Lord, that's, that's a little too much. Please don't do that. And God says, okay, I, I won't. I'll change my mind. He says, well, actually, okay, I'm going to send fire and destroy the people. <laughs> And Amos said, no, Lord, please don't do that either. And I said, okay, I won't do that either. So we have God's given us the authority and influence with him. But if we don't ask, if we don't declare these things, then things will turn out differently. <clears throat> Not just for you personally, but for the entire nation. So this has to do with, well, there's, there's two kinds of prayer in this category of of getting God to intervene. One is just asking. Okay. You know, like Paul says, make your requests known to God. And if you think about the Lord's Prayer, that consists of five requests. You know, after it says, you know, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, you know, giving God honor as, as this great, awesome God, everything else is a request. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. That's a request. You know, Give us this day our daily bread. That's a request. Forgive us our sins as we forgive others. That's another request. Lead us not to temptation. Deliver us from the evil one. Those are five requests. So that's really important. But beyond making requests for ourselves and for others and for the nation, <clears throat> there's another way that we can influence God to intervene. <clears throat> and that's stepping into the authority that God has given us as sons of God. And rather than just asking God, God, could you please do this? You know, look at how Jesus healed people. How many times did Jesus pray for people to be healed? Say, God, right. would you please heal this person? I can't think of a single time. He didn't ask. He declared it. He used the authority invested in him like he's given us that authority. So we need to, to more... You move not just from asking, that has its place, but we need to be declaring with the authority God's given us as sons of God and declare you are healed or declare this is what's going to happen. What do you think about that? Well, I think declared is uh, when you say authority, you know, he, another word we could use is he commanded it. Yes. Commanded it. And uh, we need to know who we are in Christ Jesus. We need to declare or command especially uh, Satan to come out of people, yes. uh, we need to take that authority that we possess in Christ Jesus. Right? Yeah, exactly. Now, this is not just an opportunity to, to get God to move and to intervene, but it's also a commandment. I mean, Jesus did say, if you 
love me, you'll keep my commandments. Keep my commandments. So if we're not keeping God's commandments, what do we call that? S-I-N. That's another sin we need to repent of. If we're not doing what God wants us to do, if we're not making enough requests, if we're not commanding and declaring, we're falling short. We're, we're, since we're robbing God of glory he could have had if we had actually participated in God wanted us to. We're disobeying God by neglecting that command. I believe that. I believe that. I believe we're in such a situation in America today that uh, we're in deep trouble because uh, Christians, the church, are not taking their authority in Christ Jesus and commanding uh, things to happen or commanding Satan to flee. Yes. Yeah, I've been in ministry for over 50 years, and I've done a lot of teaching. I've listened to a lot of people, and it was just in the last you know, few years that I came to this realization, I was missing this huge part of the Christian life of not just asking, but commanding, yes. and declaring. Yes. And so obviously, if you read the scriptures, Jesus is the perfect example of that. And so most people are not doing hardly any of this commanding and declaring, and we're neglecting the authority that God has given us. <clears throat> so there are consequences to when we break God's law. Totally. We don't keep his, his commandments. <clears throat> well, that's the book I wrote, The Science of Judgment. Exactly. We have consequences. If you have not got a copy, call 360-629-5248 or my website, www.worldministries.org. Order the book, The Science of Judgment. As Ray said, there are consequences. Right? Yes, serious consequences. So here's a couple of the consequences. And by the way, it's a very good book. I <laughs> thank you for writing it. Everyone should read this book. Uh, don't just order the book, but read it and tell other people about it. But there are consequences to any sin, actually. Yes. In this specific context, the, con- the consequence here is, first of all, God is robbed of some of his glory by us not walking in his authority, by not commanding and declaring. Um, the other consequence is, is we don't get what we could have got. It's you have not because you ask not. There you go. And so we aren't asking enough. We need to be asking in faith. And sometimes not just in faith, but with perseverance. Sure. And God doesn't always answer right, right away. He wants to see how serious we are. We have to sometimes ask for a long time, sometimes years. Um, and there's, there's a consequence of what other people don't get because we didn't pray. Good. Because we didn't ask. Yes. There's consequences on our whole nation, on the whole planet, it, because people are not praying enough. Because God could have done more. God could have intervened, but he didn't because I didn't intervene. I didn't declare. I didn't ask. You're right. And we have this collective responsibility is opportunity and responsibility and there's consequences if we don't step up to the plate and keep swinging the bat and believing and and asking and declaring commanding and if we don't we need to repent we need to we need to create this as a habit as part of our lifestyle because look at what's at stake you know if we don't get what we really needed because we didn't ask and people aren't healed because we were just too passive or too shy or concerned how people might judge us or how they might think and you know, how we might look. You know, it's a lose-lose. You I, know. I agree. Not only is our health at stake, 
But our freedom is at stake. You know, as you said, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. We're supposed to be his ambassadors. We're not supposed to just sit back passively and say, sirrah, sirrah, what will be, will be. No, no, no. We're supposed to take authority and dominion, right? Yes, exactly. So God is calling us not just to love him and to be obedient. Of course, obedience comes out of loving God or out of fear of God. But we have an opportunity which is awesome and responsibility that we can actually move and influence God. And if we don't, it's a huge loss for ourselves personally, for God's glory, for the people who could have been impacted. You know, like in Proverbs 3.27, you know, Solomon wrote, do not withhold good to those who deserve it when it's in your power to act. So we have the power to act. We can do good, not only physically in loving God and others, but in our prayers, in, in the asking, in the commanding. And if we don't do that, people are being deprived of what they could have had. God could have given people grace and blessing and gifts that never were received because I didn't do my part because I'm too busy doing other things. I'm not thinking about it. And some of you already know this stuff, but you, you're still not doing it. Maybe you just you forgot about it. So we need to be reminding each other. Or you other don't have an accountability partner. You need an accountability partner, absolutely. Do you play yeah. racquetball? <laughs> Do you play racquetball? No. Do no. you swim? Yeah, I swim. You have a lifeguard, yeah. Okay, well, if you move up here, sins of omission, say, you hold accountable and we exercise. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So my assignment <laughs> to you is to, to move up a couple of levels here in making intervent, asking God to intervene, asking God for help, making requests, and, uh, and, and walking in the authority that God desires you to walk in so as you can make the kind of difference we want to make. We, we want our, the rest of our life to be the best of our life. We want the best for our country and so much is at stake and and God is looking to us to intervene to move his heart he's waiting on us don't make God wait too long that's good that's good Ray again this is Dr. Jonathan Hansen the president of World Ministries International Ray Gebauer we've done the path of life prayer formula part four as I said if you haven't seen her Listen to the other parts. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org, and watch or listen. You can also find them on Rumble. You can find them on YouTube. You can find them on Roku. We have 40 podcast programs. Again, uh, watch or listen to these programs. Ray, again, unlicensed holistic doctor. He's also an investor, strategist, and author of 12 books. Uh, Ray, thank you for today's program. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, what you're doing in this ministry. And if you're listening, I really encourage you to support what we're doing because you can be a partner with us and help us make a difference in this nation, this world. Thank you. We do need your help. Without your help, we cannot continue this program. May God richly bless you. Now, watch and listen to this. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I have a book that you must order. It's titled, Why Christians Get Sick. Can people be free from physical illness? Are cancer and other life-threatening diseases avoidable? What can a person do to avoid sickness? From allergies to asthma to Alzheimer's. Reverend George Melkmus had similar questions on his mind when at age 42, he was diagnosed with colon cancer. 
How could this be? He asked the Lord. How can a Christian get cancer? Not willing to accept this cancer as, quote, God's will, unquote, for his life, he began an intensive biblical and scientific study to find out why and to possibly find an alternative to the usually unsuccessful treatments of the medical profession. Again, ladies and gentlemen, this book, Why Christians Get Sick. I'm asking you to send us in a donation of $25 for this book, Why Christians Get Sick. Here's another book. It's called The Maker's Diet by Jordan Rubin. Are you looking for a health plan that is biblically based and scientifically proven? The Maker's Diet is just that. Using a truly holistic approach to health, this groundbreaking book leads you on a journey that will change your life. The Maker's Diet will help you boost your immune system, attain and maintain your ideal weight, have abundant energy, improve your physical appearance, reduce stress, improve digestion. The author, Reuben, was near death when he discovered God's method for healthy living, the Maker's Diet. For a love offering of $30, we'll send you this, plus shipping and handling. Or for a total offering of $50 for both books, Why Christians Get Sick and The Maker's Diet, plus shipping and handling, we'll send them to you. Call today, 360-629-5248, or order it via the website, www.worldministries.org. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.